Hello, my beautiful beanies, and welcome to The Bean for Thursday. First with yesterday's news, I am Glenn ZB. We're looking back at Wednesday. Um, has your bank helped you out during the COVID-19 crisis? Uh, uh, what about uh, going back to the gym? Uh, when's that likely to happen? And if it's not for a while, are you still paying your membership? Uh, another day in lockdown from Marcus's point of view. He really loves the lockdown. A little spoiler there. Uh, but before any of that, uh, back to school next week. A uh, bit of a hard one for the schools, according to Kate. Teachers don't get a choice, of course. When the Minister of Education was asked if teachers can refuse to return to work, he said he expects teachers to do their bit. For early childhood centres, the Minister did at least acknowledge that physical distancing for under fives is impossible. If a small child needs picking up or a cuddle, that's got to happen. Here's where I think the government's got this wrong. It's putting its trust in all the wrong places. It's trusting schools and ECEs to be able to sanitise, socially distance and contact log cohorts of young children in confined spaces for extended periods of time, yet at the same time saying it does not trust retailers and other businesses to be able to implement the same measures. Why not? Surely the local butcher or retailer has a greater ability to enforce all those same safety measures and in a more manageable way than a primary school or an ECE. I worry that this government's too reliant on the bureaucrats to run this thing, too reliant on their health and education ministries to give it advice, therefore placing too much importance on their questionable capabilities. Also, in prioritising the opening of schools over small businesses, there seems an obvious disconnect between the government and business and how it works. Businesses need to be open to work. Business doesn't just get turned back on like a switch and go back to normal. Seven weeks with the lights out might be manageable for some, but for many, it won't be. Yeah, but you can't have it both ways. So you want the businesses back to work, but you don't want the kids of the business people to go back to school. Which is it? Has uh, Kerry got a more straightforward view on this? They are a protected species, as are others who are being paid by the taxpayer or the ratepayer. Some of them say that they're concerned about their health, and I get that. And if you're immunocompromised, stay away. Take sick leave. Take your annual leave. Other workers haven't had the same luxury of declining to turn up for work. I'm sure there are plenty of security guards and supermarket workers who are concerned about their health. But we didn't hear about them downing tools and refusing to turn up to do a job that they're being paid to do. The hysterical letter from the Morrinsville College principal is concerning. He uses inflammatory language throughout potential disaster of children returning to school. Some of them might die, he says. Unlikely. It's unlikely many people will die. It's unlikely any children will die. To use that as an example, I think, is incredibly concerning, given that this is a man who is supposed to be in charge of teaching children. He cites the Maris Cluster as an example. Nobody died. People had, some people had flu-like symptoms, some had none at all. I just, I'm a little disappointed. That's all I'm going to say. A little disappointed that a profession I have much respect for is basically saying, yeah, nah, we're not going to turn up for work. Most people are champing at the bit to get back to work. Most people are desperate to open the doors and start trading. Because they have to. 
that's how they survive. When you are protected by the taxpayer or the ratepayer, I think it gives you a different perspective on life, and I'm not entirely sure it's a good one. Yeah, um, the the teacher's main argument seems, or the school's main argument seems to be that they're not babysitters. The well, guess what? We're all doing things that we didn't think we'd be doing before this crisis. So suck it up. Sorry, it's time to do your bit, teachers. Um. Banks, are they doing their bit to help? Let's find out. They came back to me with kind of a form reply, which was cool, um, a few days later, itemising out sort of four options of which I think you've run over, the interest only, the reduce your payments, all those sort of options. And um, I was kind of disappointed with that, to be fair, and I ended up getting a phone call about a week or so later um, to follow up. And when I said to the person who called me, I said, look, I know it's not your fault, but um, my bank, it's a small bank, and, um, in 2018, it made $110 million net profit. Um, and I thought what people are going through at the moment, they deserve a, an actual leg up because all the options that are on the table from all of the banks mean that while people might get a little bit of relief coming out of the air, not having to pay their payments right now or lessening their payments or whatever they decide to do, they're going yeah. to pay more in the long run and the banks win in the long run. They've got a contract for the long run. So... I thought there was an opportunity for a New Zealand bank to really lead this and say, hey, even and even if there was an altruistic sort of um, idea or the way they did it, it's purely marketing and brand positioning, someone could have come out and said, we'll do two months and we'll make it interest, uh, um, we'll make it a, a, a payment holiday with no interest. And mm-hmm. But they've all held hands and they've protected each other. And as I say, my bank makes hardly anything compared to the big guys. I mean, the big guys make that in the quarter. Um, mm. So I'm a bit disappointed with it, but they actually haven't. There, there are no new policies. It's all existing stuff. <sighs> okay. Hard, isn't it? Um, I do take my hat off to the ANZ. Uh, monster number one. Somebody managed to steal her account details and start trying to spend money out of her account. It looks like she might have been a victim of this Zoom uh, hack that happened recently. She was a subscriber, and then suddenly they were using her details to try and make purchases, and the bank was onto it straight away, uh, refunded all the money that was stolen from her account, sending her out a new card. So some things seem to be working. Anyway, I mean, I know it's not really the same thing, but good on them. Um, now, we've got uh, Mr Mills from Les Mills uh, saying that he wants people to keep paying their memberships even though they're not actually going to the gym. So, Philip, I got an email from you today um, as a member of Les Mills asking me to restart my payments again, which I'm very happy to do, but what's the feedback that you've received? Um, I, I, I work in the international uh, company, not the national one, but somebody said to me that uh, that people have been happy about it. We've offered them three months uh, free membership to give to a friend um, and, and that's pretty good you know that's really good value and uh, we've been giving them a, a great at home sort of a membership for free for the last month but um, yeah you're sort of losing five million odd dollars a month by not being able to open and uh, so we're you know we've we've asked them if, if they if they would like to support us then that's great if they don't want to that's great they'll stay on freeze uh, but we will give them some rewards if they start again. And we hope that we'll be open again in three weeks' time, um, that we'll be able to move to level two and get open. So so have you had um, some directive that you are able to open in level two? Uh, 
Well, we were open in level two before, and we, uh, yes, we're pretty confident that we can open in level two. There was some suggestion uh, MB said to said to the to Exercise New Zealand that we could actually open in uh, level three, but we don't think that was an uh, was a correct interpretation, and uh, and gyms have not opened. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't really understand why this is any different to how people normally use their gym 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 memberships, which is to sign up and then not go. Uh, it's the exact same situation, and yet there's less pressure on them now uh, to go because they're not actually open. But the, you, the, the result is surely the same, isn't it? Uh, we're going to finish up with uh, Marcus. I uh, don't know if he got any exercise on another day in lockdown. Jeez, he loves the lockdown, though. My day, fair bit of battleships. A lot of playing, I found it, which is quite a good card game, actually. A little bit of lessons, build a rocket out of Lego and write about the steps to build it, which was a bit of a mistake because the actual building with the Lego was more exciting than the writing. That was a fail. Watched a Ice Age movie, Continental Drift. wasn't very good. The first one was very good. They got progressively worse much quick, quite quickly. That's just my take on that. Uh, and a long walk. Well, I, I, Vanessa and I walked, the kids biked, and that was good. No cars, everyone out walking seems quite good. It's actually chaos out there, to be honest. I'm starting to, uh, there's so many people out walking and biking and skateboarding and scootering. Uh, there's, there's traffic again, and none of it's automotive. It's all pedestrians and scooters and bikes and things. It's carnage. Need to get those traffic reports back on here. Got a four scooter pile up the bottom of the driveway. I'm Glenn ZB. That has been News Talk ZB. Uh, please scooter safely. That's always been my advice. Um, and we'll see you back here again tomorrow.